theme song. Stacy's mom has got it going on. She's all I want and I've waited for so long. Stacy, can't you see you're just not the girl for me? I know it might be wrong, but I'm in love with Stacy's mom. Welcome to another week of I Hope We Don't Get Sued. <laughs> You really just know how to pick theme songs, don't you, buddy? I mean, what other song? I'm actually running quite low now. I'm like, uh, what will I do next week? I'm not sure. That's fair. Well, do you want to just go ahead and get right into it? Uh, I have to tell you about a story that I have that happened today. It's not much of a story, but I feel it's quite unsettling. So I, I was on my way back to my place from Breakfast with Family, and I, my apartment has like the front door and then it also has a back door to, with a porch. But most other apartments have like um, the porch is closed off. Mine isn't. So I actually use the back door most of the time. It's like easier. And then I go up to it and I see there's a spider on my door frame. And I'm like, well, I'm not letting that devil in. So I'm, not, I'm just going to go through the front door like normal people. I go into the building to my front door. And what do I see on my doorknob? It's like a giant red Twizzler. Yeah, I know. He he just had the face of what? And so I like look at some other doors and I'm like what to see if like this is some this is some weird apartment thing that they're just like have a red twizzler cuz it's what is it September? <laughs> and I check almost I, Halloween. I I know, but even still, and I check no other doors have it and I'm like, "Oh, great, just me. That's always fun." Uh and so I I I take it off my doorknob. I go in. I open my apartment. I'm like, if anyone is in my apartment, get out now. (laughs) I'm just like, how can I be threatening and make somebody go? I messed up. I chose John Wick's house. Um, And so I then (laughs) I did consider taking a bite of the Twizzler (laughs) and just I considered just taking a bite of it and then putting it back on the doorknob for someone else to find and go, what happened? Or the people who put it there to go. Oh no. <laughs> but that's that's how my day has been so far of just weird threats and weird things happening. I will say finding a Twizzler is a little out there for me. I didn't expect that to be part of the story to be honest. No, cuz I wasn't expecting it to be on my doorknob. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I want to know the story behind that. Like I I imagine it's just some kids Maybe they were drunk, I don't know, and they were just like, I don't want this Twizzler anymore, and some other guy was just like, put it on that dude's door, it'd be funny. But the way I saw it in the moment, I was like, this is a threat. <laughs> this is a, we're, we're coming for you, and it was like, uh, I don't like that. You should have just left it like at your door and then put a post-it note next to it and been like, hey, here's your Twizzler back. I feel like that's what the idea of the biting it and putting it back was. It just to send a me- It's like if um, I I don't know if it's Goodfellas or The Godfather, but there's one of those gangster movies where they like leave a horse head mm-hmm. in a bed. It's The Godfather. The Godfather. And I'm like, what a power move though! If you see a horse head in your bed and you just take a bite of it, <laughs> like the other the people who sent that horse head would be like, we we're messing with the wrong dude. <laughs> that's fair. Um, that actually reminds me. Have Have you ever watched Modern Family? No, I quite hate those shows. Really? Why do you hate them? I hate Modern Family, The Office, Parks and Rec because okay. they're so cringy. So, I'm going to be real. 
Parks and Rec and The Office are vastly different TV shows from Modern Family. But they all have this thing the of, like... The cinematography. Yeah, it's a cinematography. It's supposed to be, like, oh, we're doing an interview for, like, this documentary show. And it's, like, it's supposed to be, like, commentary of what they're doing. And I find it so awkward. Uh, I hate to bring up WandaVision every week of this podcast, but that episode that where they do that, mm-hmm. I hate that episode. I'm like, this is my least favorite. Really? And, yeah, I hate it. Once... I was dreading it but whenever it was happening because I was like, oh, okay, we're at the 80s now. Well, I'm liking the 80s. Oh, we're in the 90s. That's kind of fun. Malcolm in the middle. And then it was like, oh, no, we're in the 2000s. We're in the 2000s and 10s. I don't know. Like before it even came out, I was like, I'm going to hate that. And then it came out and I was like, hate that. Hate all the stuff where it's a reference to that. Like the stuff that's just Marvel. <laughs> that's fair. Um, I Okay, I don't really like The Office and I haven't really touched Parks and Rec yet. Um, I do love Modern Family though, and in an episode, they're um, just a horse head. <laughs> so <laughs> really, so, no, so uh, they're so the dad and one of the families, Phil. He uh, he his the mom's busy because she's trying to start a new job, and she was a stay at home mom for like eighteen years. Yep. So then she swaps it around. And like, oh, and so he tries to take it over, and then all three of their kids need something and he tries it the nice way because he's the nice guy like mm-hmm. he was a magician when he was a kid he was in gymnastics like like he's he's, me. he's literally the nice guy and um uh then it doesn't work so he's like fine we're gonna go hardball and then you go through then there's a christening happening at the end of the episode and then there's like a montage like in the godfather and at <laughs> first like they run over a lemon tree and then uh a teacher gets a bad like message or something and then the last one is a zebra head is left in a kid's <laughs> bed and it scares the ever-living shit out of him and it is fantastic I, I loved it i feel the people like that guy and me who are like they they try to be nice and stuff and then if that doesn't work they're, they're the people you don't want to like go hardball because they have no measure of what is actual hardball and they just go for they have no filter or limit they're just like what's the scariest thing i could do and it it movies help where it's like worked in the godfather what's a a zebra let's do a zebra and it's like that's whenever trauma happens it was it was good it was funny i didn't get the reference because i haven't seen the godfather personally i know one of the greatest movies of all time i need to watch it i know for for movie people we have not seen a lot of what it was considered there's yeah. so many iconic movies that it's like we're getting to it and i think we can honestly probably make it like a segment where like once a month we review a movie that's like iconic like a cult I classic i was i was considering like the um the like recommendation stuff at mm-hmm. the end that we did last week of just calling it um here's the thing that uh, we just finally watched and everybody else has already seen Cause it. I know there's like Jennifer's Body, which is a cult classic. I've never heard of that. You've never you've never heard of that? No. Oh, it has um who's who's Megan Fox. She okay. plays like a vampire type of thing. Ooh. Um and it's she's Jennifer and it's about she takes guys on dates and then eats them. <laughs> um so and like it's a cult classic, like it's a film bro favorite. Maybe also you know? a cult. <laughs> yeah, like, like it's one of those type of movies. Um and that's on my list to watch. Night of the Living Dead's a good one. That's mm-hmm. one I really want to watch. Have one. you seen that one yet? I haven't seen it. I don't really do horror stuff. It's not scary. Like, because I don't like horror either. But mm-hmm. um, I tried it because it just, I've heard so many good things about it. The lead is a person of color. And it's from the 60s. So I was like uh, very intrigued deal. there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was really good. And it's like, 
black and white horror so it's like okay. bad bad horror but like great yeah. for its time yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's not actually scary and it's very like there's a tone to it and mm -hmm. i really enjoyed it and that's what i'm gonna make you watch all right i'm gonna buy the criterion here soon all i'm right, gonna right. Well, we I, can I have like a movie night about that. Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies i've seen i think of the criterion stuff i've been watching easy rider which mm -hmm. is a like a, a road trip movie thing and it was bonkers awesome was it like what was the premise so it's just it's just like a vibe movie there's really not even much of a story but i i quite liked that it was also it's very counterculture like the quote-unquote lesson of it is that these two guys like they're ultimately like what people would consider free like they do whatever they want they they don't have a job they're just riding their motorcycles and because of that i mean this is spoilers for this movie and it's old but i actually do feel bad if i spoil it but i'm going to um and like people are upset that they are actually free like they find that troubling and so they they attack them for being free and it's like a very like they're mad at the world because they're like this is how it is and we hate this and it was and it's quite good I, I liked it a lot um should we get into it because yes yes let's let's jump into it before i think we, we should start with smallville first okay um I mean, I could talk about Smallville yeah, for yeah. hours. My you day. have to take the lead on um, Smallville. So I'll take the lead here. So you've only seen, what, season one, correct? Yeah. God, you didn't even get to the good parts. Um, <laughs> that, that's so saddening to me. I, I absolutely adore Smallville. I mean, it, it puts Superman so far up my list. Um, have you seen anything of the new Superman and Lois? No, but I've heard fantastic oh, yeah. things. You should watch that if you like Superman stuff. I feel like that's what Smallville should have been. Because I do know that for Smallville... The concept was, what about Superman before he was Superman? But it's the thing of, that show went for 10 seasons, and they s kept to that concept when maybe they shouldn't have. See, I disagree. Yeah. So here's the thing. You hit the first five, five or six seasons mm -hmm. are that. And then he starts working at the Daily Planet mm -hmm. at the beginning of either season six or season seven. And then it's no longer like before he became Superman it's he's the blur who is because he doesn't have an actual name so he's just the he's red the blue blur. blur yeah that's his name is that actually his thing in smallville yes because that's the flash's name in the flash yes but this they was call him the blur before I, it's flash is that was that a reference? it's because he's i don't think it's a reference it might have been a reference to the smallville yeah but um, i would imagine if they were I, just like he's the blur and it's like who's this red blur well he's called the red blue blur and then he's just called the blur um and it's because he has super speed, so he like yeah, and like that's an awful name though. Still, I mean, he was caught in a picture by Jimmy Olsen like once on accident, and he just mm -hmm. couldn't help it. And then he, Jimmy was like, "That's that's the guy." And then he was talking no, I don't to mean Clark. Him. I just mean whoever came up with the name the Blur, and people were like, "That's what we'll call him." Like, no, that's an awful name. You can blame Lois Lane for that. Yeah, I will then. <laughs> Lois um, Lane, you're supposed to be a top-notch reporter. I'll get to that later. <laughs> it was her first first year give first her a break day. but so like here's my issue you're right the first six seasons are that and i feel like i'm honestly season six is my favorite mm -hmm. and it's the season where it's where um lex and uh clark stop being friends Ooh, lex is okay. with uh lana now and so that causes that's, right. that's the rift it, it was always going to be a girl and i think that's yeah. kind of something i realized while watching this well it's a soap like whatever you have to say those cw shows are soap operas it's a little less soap opery than the newer ones, though. Yeah. 
it had that and it was really good until in my opinion the very end of season eight and then it just took a real rough turn Interesting. and because it no Isn't longer season is nine whenever they did the black suit yes yes that's where he's just called the blur that's the thing about what i feel with it is like at some point it seemed like it they should have stopped with the this is before he's superman because he at that point especially he's already got a suit like with a symbol on it he's superman but it, was, it wasn't a suit I know, it, was it was cheap and whatever but just go like take the you're literally one step before the line just cross the line it's fine and do superman for a couple seasons Honestly, I think they should have cut it shorter because once Probably. they hit season six, he's no longer turning into Superman. It's just hiding his identity and they just don't name him. Boring. Yet. And so it's not boring, but Lois and Clark's relationship starts building that season. And you can greatly tell that like they're the backbone mm. of the series because the first half, it was definitely um, him becoming like getting used to his powers. Yeah. And that was cool. And I love that. But then the second he goes to Metropolis, it's enough. It's a straight um, line of just him and Lois trying to figure out their relationship, and it it didn't like the relationship. If that if that wasn't in the show, I would have dropped out. I'm fine with that stuff. I just I don't know. It's because like there's a part where he he's working with the Justice Society, and there's that episode where it's the Justice League. Even though they do have a cameo, yeah. Even though sorts. the Justice League is also not great suits. But it's also like they've kind of got the suit colors, but then it's just Superman in a blue shirt and a red jacket. And it's the thing of like, he's surrounded by superheroes. Look at Green Arrow. He's got, I mean, that is his costume is a leather hood, but it's like he's got a costume. And like, you're just a dude in a jacket. Like, But the thing is, Clark didn't want to be a hero. He didn't decide to be a hero until I think season seven or eight. That's something I do want to bring up, though. Um, Have you seen The Crisis on Infinite Earths? I have, and he had a cameo. Yes, and what yes. do you think about that? Um, I really liked it personally. Um, it was actually before I saw the show when I saw the cameo. Really? Yes, I so didn't start the show until like after that. quite soon. I've seen it very recently. Like I just finished it like two or three months ago. Oh wow! So like it, it's very fairly recent. I just I loved it. Wow! Like so much. I just I enjoyed it across the board. Besides the end, I think the final season was really rough because <laughs> they they tried to take on the whole dark side thing. And okay. they just didn't do it well because they also had to close off like 15 other stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just didn't end in a good way. And um, I think if they just would have more focused on him becoming Superman instead of trying to have a big villain, because Darkseid wasn't even the real issue in the end. Yeah. It was just him moving a planet, which is like, which is a very classic Superman thing to do. It's like just stop the planet from getting destroyed by moving another one. So it was very on point i'm an everyday man like everyone else uh you're moving a planet that's kind of my thing with it i just feel like once they got to the end it got really rocky because they tried to have like a suicide squad and i like that i and like it that was just bad i love how like the cw ha- is not great about doing the suicide squad like so they tried to do it in smallville they tried to do it in the Arrowverse, and they did for a bit but then because they uh Warner Brothers was like, we're going to be doing a Suicide Squad movie, so we need you to stop using the Suicide Squad. <laughs> so CW was like, all right, we got to kill these versions uh, so we can't actually use the Suicide Squad again. Yeah, and I think that's also kind of the issue with a lot of those shows is they can they start using something, but then the DCEU you know, resets every five years, and they're like, <laughs> we need to use that now. Well, it's also, I think it's such a crazy thing because um, 
what I don't care what your opinions are on the Zack Snyder movies or not. The CW DC universe is the best DC universe. Yeah, oh, a hundred percent. Like it's like it's a multiverse. It's got different heroes. It's the most established. They did what the MCU did, and it works, and it's good. I don't know if I'd call it good. I I would. I feel you can't do it if it's not good. I feel like it's just coherent. And I feel like that's that's not something we've seen. That's good enough, but I want more than coherent. I want consistency within it. It it got comic booky, which is something I I love. I hate whenever a show does a comic book stuff. Like like Arrow work like the first couple seasons of Arrow it works, but it is also like they're doing the Dark Knight. They're doing, hey, we're doing Green Arrow, but it's like a realistic Green Arrow. And it's like, I would have loved if in that show, I'm still mad he doesn't have a goatee. I want him to have a ridiculous goatee. I love season four suit because he doesn't have sleeves because it's ridiculous, but it looks cool. And yet, um, but the next season they were like, yeah, we're going to add sleeves to him because that's the most ridiculous thing we've ever heard. And it's like, but, but I get to see his biceps. <laughs> I, I, and I think honestly, I think the difference here is you're a hell of a lot more partial to DC, mm-hmm. and I'm a hell of a lot more partial to MCU. I don't think I am live action. I am comic books, but for the live action stuff, I still think MCU is better. I just feel that the, I th- I think the DC TV universe, the Arrowverse. Um, is good. I think it is good. Uh, I th- and I think it's way better than the DC. Oh, hundred percent. It's definitely better than the DCEU. And I guess what I, I'm just more partial to Marvel in general. Yeah. I like Marvel yeah. better. Like I like DC. I'm reading one of the comics books you gave me. I'm about like mm-hmm. twenty. You're reading the no, Superman I'm reading one? the Batman one first. I was just really intrigued that the the the, the owl guy just looks interesting. I'm really intrigued by it. Oh, right, right, right. You had I forgot both of those were DC. He said he wanted to read some comic books, so I gave him some comic books. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that last podcast. But um yeah, so and um I just honestly I didn't realize I like I knew Batman was really dark, but I just didn't realize like oh, yeah. how dark it really got. Because I haven't read it yet. My only, my only Batman information really is Batgirl kinda. <laughs> and then um Batgirl or Batwoman? Batgirl from the DC uh DC's Arrowverse. That would be Batwoman. That's Batwoman. That's okay, Batwoman. Batwoman then, sorry. And then like Batgirl and Batman and Robin, which that was a bad movie. Yes. I love that movie, but it was a bad movie. It is a bad movie. Um and then it nearly killed Batman. It did. And it then it got its fourth movie, thank God. Um and then uh Dark Knight series trilogy, which yeah. I love the fucking Dark Knight trilogy. That though is not Batman. Really? It's too realistic. It is too realistic. I mean, look at that suit. That suit's supposed to be, like, the most realistic suit of, like, if Batman were a real thing, this is what it would look like. And I agree. But it's not, like, um, it's not comic book. It looks it looks nothing like the comics Batman. And, like, some of his things about it are... It's overly long. I feel all those movies are. And I... <laughs> I quite like Heath Ledger's Joker because I feel the Joker can be anything. Like, there's no set rules for the Joker. But for that Batman, it was just, like, one, he's quite small, which is something that doesn't work, I feel. Um, Batman's kind of always just been, like, a hulking beast, really, of just... And, I don't know, it's just too... But I love the Ben Affleck suit. I've written that for these the notes I took. Ben on Affleck suit was a little rough to me, but that's just me. No, that suit looks great. I've I've written that like. Are you talking about the kryptonite suit or the regular suit? 
both, but I am talking about the regular suit. Okay, the Kryptonite suit looked rough. Like it looked cool, but it looked rough. It looked like too much. Well, it looks like the comic version mm. is the thing. Well, that's fair though. So it looks like the Dark Knight Returns, which is like it's a suit that he has built to fight Superman, and even then, just barely. <laughs> well, and I guess I just like the Dark Knight trilogy because it was my first real introduction to Batman. So it was like my nostalgia in there for it's like the Sam Raimi movies. They're probably not the actual I was just best, thinking the Sam but Raimi they're my favorite of mm-hmm. the Spider-Man installments. You know, that's just because when I was ten years old, that's what I was watching. You know, um, so that's kind of my thing with it. But I get why you're like it's because it is more just like kind of like if Invincible had its own Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not really as if like they I had hate, their own. I, at this point, I really hate realistic Batman. I hate, I hate like. Because it's always a thing of, like, that's what people bring to the table for Batman. It's like, what if we did Batman but real? And they always, they do it like it's a new concept. But it's like, no, this concept's been around since, like, even Tim Burton's, I feel, has an element to that. It's his own gothic, weird version, and really it's not realistic. But even in the sense of, like, it's more brutal, which I feel does is his sense of, what if it's more realistic? Batman wouldn't have a no-kill rule. And so that's why they were like... They have that version kill and doesn't uh, he though? Isn't that like the whole point? He is not a killer. Every but every live action Batman has killed. Okay, I thought you were saying Batman is a killer, and I was no, like, he's no, because like I just watched or just I played both the injustices. I know for a fact oh, he doesn't kill. Oh, that's a different uh, thing though, because that's a um like a Elseworld mm-hmm. story where it's like a because Superman yeah. has he like crosses and that's a like line what and stuff. The whole and thing. It's not the main thing, and it's like if. But, um, but like, just, like, standard Batman is he has a rule of he does not use guns, and that is an extension of he does not kill. Am I bringing it up with this movie? Are you, is there anything else you want to say about Smallville? I'm pretty good. I think that we kind of covered everything we could. All right. So, getting into, so I've got, I've got so many notes on this. You're going to have a lot more to say about this, because I'm going to be real. I didn't get the chance to watch it, but I remember it pretty well, because I watched it like four times when it came out, because I really liked it, because I was a younger. Um, I'm just, I've got so many notes on this, and some of them we will just barrel through, and it's not that big of a deal. Uh, first thing I got is, oh right, uh, they killed Dick Grayson in this universe. Uh, in the beginning, there's like a graveyard, the young, um, and mm-hmm. in it, or not young, but like modern day bruce wayne walks through and in it zack snyder confirmed dick grayson is one of those graves and that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard don't do that he's the first robin correct he's the first robin and he's nightwing and he's cool you would save that for jason todd because jason todd isn't that interesting which one's jason todd is he red hood yes he's the one that got that's my favorite oh my god i love jason todd but that's why that's why he's so interesting is because they killed him by Joker and then they brought him back and he became mm, a brutal That's what, hood. yeah, Jamie mentioned that to me. But they didn't do that. So I don't know what his plans for that was, but it just sounded more like he was like, I don't really like this character. Why don't we kill him and it'll be, make it more interesting. Maybe merge him. And it's like, no, don't do that. Bring in Nightwing and make him fun. I can agree with that. Um, I like Jason Todd because he goes to the Teen Titans and I freaking love the Teen Titans. I love them so much. I won't watch the TV show. Cause I don't want it to ruin it. Yeah, that that the second season of that show is rough. I've heard you've said it, and I haven't really heard a lot of good things. So I've been kind of like just like, eh. it's it's utter dog shit. Uh, that is maybe the most beautiful murder scene in a movie. <laughs> that mm-hmm. the this murder of Martha of Thomas and Martha Wayne. That is maybe the most brutal way, or beautiful. Um, I feel 
the definitive way or version of that is from the Batman Begins. Because it's just, there's nothing too, like, drastic about it. It's quite cut and clear, and it works. But that that version is c- cinematically gorgeous. So is that your favorite, or do you like the Joker version best? Because his parents do get killed. Okay, you didn't like it? No, that one, that one sucks. <laughs> That's such a, well, at that point, we've seen it a million times. And two, we don't even see it in that. It's just, like, we see him. You just know it happens. Yeah, we see him go down an alley, and then dude in a Joker mask, like, goes down. And well, it's like, oh, great. Well, I think oh, that was great. to kind of show you that. <laughs> Boring. The least interesting. You hate the Joker movie? I quite hate that movie, Oh, my God, too. I love that movie. It messed me up. Yeah, I think that's not a great... I have my thoughts on it that I don't want to get into. That's fair. Um, Let's see. We'll, or I'll get into it, just not right now. We'll get into it another time. Um, This is something I will. I do have to say about this movie that's good. That opening where it's Bruce Wayne in... He's like, it's his perspective of Man of I Steel, really like that. Where he's in Metropolis and he's seeing... That's such a great scene. Like, that's awesome. I loved seeing Bruce in Batman mode, but without the suit. I thought that was really great. He's just, he's trying to help where he can. And he's just a man, and it looks great. And, like, he goes through the cloud because he's well, and maybe a I like that. Like, who knows? It's just. Um, they didn't, it was very Batman style from what I've learned from, like, reading your comic and yep. just, like, what I know about him. It was very style for him to, like, see a situation, deal with it as uh, Bruce Wayne, and then go to it in the Batman form. And it felt very on point with what they were, with what. Yep should have been done with the character and it was and it was interesting like the whole point of this movie is setting up a way reason to for batman and superman to fight oh and yeah that's a great reason for it like from watching that you can absolutely see why bruce wayne would go and it's really that's a threat. interesting because as an audience member you're like no he's actually good it was just a misunderstanding mm, a lot of people had a lot to say about that's man of Steel. <laughs> i really like man of steel personally I, oh i think man of steel is fine um let's see what a waste of Jimmy Olsen! <laughs> Did you know? Do you know who Jimmy Olsen is? I know who Jimmy Olsen in is. in that movie. No, that's the thing. It's such a oh. like throwaway thing. So whenever I said th- Jimmy Olsen's a fantastic character. Yeah, he's a great character. He's quite fun. I think anytime Zack Snyder sees something that's just like purely fun, like Nightwing, I think he's just like that doesn't interest me. And but uh, Jimmy Olsen, do you remember it? There, uh, Lois Lane is in the desert, mm-hmm. and then there's a guy there with a camera, and he ha- he's like a CIA operative with a uh, tracking in the camera or something. Mm-hmm. That's Jimmy Olsen, and they were like, "Ah, let's shoot him in the head." <laughs> what that a makes waste! Me sad. Yeah, it's such a waste. Of Jimmy, Jimmy Olsen's Olsen. probably my favorite Superman character. It's fun, and it was just the thing of Zack Snyder going like, "I don't know what to do with this idiot." <laughs> so well, and I let's love shoot that. Him. I love that he's really just like a lovable idiot. Yeah, like he's exactly where he needs to be. He's well, the I'm levity. T- I'm t- totally fine with making him a competent character but like it's the thing of like he's he's useful he's not a character to be like and eh, whatever he's specifically useful with lois like he brings a lot out of her whenever they because he's their photographer yeah so and like whenever she needs stuff and like in the comic or anything she's the one who's like hey we take a picture of this or do this with me so that maybe we can catch Superman or, you know, the blur or whatever it is for that. I'll be completely honest. I haven't read that many Superman stories, so I actually don't know that. I don't know. Jimmy is a crucial part in Clark and Lois's investigative skills for the Mm. newspaper. Uh, uh, (laughs) uh, It's hard to deny Superman as a killer when he flew a guy through three three walls. Valid. (laughs) (laughs) Like the, like... I mean, obviously, he is a killer in this universe because he killed Zod, but it is the thing of, like, that should have been a justifiable murder or ki- kill, 
And this is like, no, he, he did through that guy through three walls when he probably shouldn't have had to. He could have done that in a non-lethal way. Uh, and that dude's definitely dead that you can see. It's like three walls. <laughs> and he goes so hard at him. I mean, he just snaps Sod's neck, like, straight, too. Yeah. So, like, it, it looks bad. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. Uh, <laughs> ah, Batman did his weird little monkey curl. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes, vaguely. <laughs> when he's in, like, the cops are, like, mm-hmm. in, going into a place and he's on the wall. He does, like, a weird little monkey crawl out of it. It's great. I love it. It's weird. Um, so this is a, this is a comment on Zack Snyder. Uh, bat branding. Cool visual, but bad connotations. Elaborate? It's... it's like it's a cool idea and like it's very like metal and it's like oh wouldn't it be like really brutal if like batman was branding people and whenever like if you have the brand like they're killed in prison and it's like yeah but that would mean that bruce doesn't care that that he's he's basically killing these people and he doesn't care and it's just like yeah but this is a brutal batman it's like why don't we not do that for once because he's not supposed to kill. That's yeah. his whole thing. I agree. I was kind of hoping they would do that. And they but kinda... I was hoping that he, they wouldn't make him a killer in this, but they did make him a killer in this. And I have a I have a point on it later about what what how it even would have worked great cinema or in a metaphor sense of not having present day kill. Uh, but I'll get to it in a minute. But that's the thing. It's like I feel Zack Snyder doesn't. Whenever he's looking at a story, he doesn't really look at the story. He just goes. Wouldn't it be cool if he was branding people, though? Can, how do we work that in? Yeah, everyone, like, worships Zack Snyder as a director. At least people I talk to. And I... The Snyder fandom is quite um, toxic, I feel. Yeah, it's, I, don't, I don't really care for it. Yeah, I don't like it either. Um, it, p- people going like, oh, we want the Snyder cut of Justice League. You got to remember, this is a Snyder cut of Batman. This, this is a Snyder cut. Batman v Superman. There's no editing to it, and, and it wasn't movie, fantastic. And this movie is bad. It is very, very bad. I like talking about movies that I hate. I need a minute to where I, after this podcast, I don't want to think about this movie for maybe a year. Uh, if we have time, we should talk about Suicide Squad as well because that's one <laughs> I love to hate. Um, oh God, uh, Lex Luthor has never gone to Sunday school. Yeah, I. I I love what what's Zachary's name? Uh, Jesse Eisenberg. No, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, Jesse Eisenberg. I absolutely adore Jesse Eisenberg. I love him in Social Network. I just I love. That's a great freaking movie. I think I I think this has burned me on that actor a bit. Where I'm like, okay, "Mm." well, I'm gonna have to introduce. I liked him. I liked him in Zombieland. I did like him. uh, That's another way. I'm gonna have to introduce some good Jesse. But um, I hated him as Lex. Oh yeah. Oh, I hate him in this too. Um, yeah, but like in this movie. Lex is kind of the outlet of Zack Snyder's. He likes religious um, symbolisms and metaphors mm-hmm. and stuff. And Lex Luthor does, has a lot of those in this movie. He also acts crazy. And yeah, he's he not acts crazy. crazy. But like just focusing on the religious stuff, it's like, it's also wrong. <laughs> like the things he says. It's like, I don't think you've ever been to church or tr- Sunday school. I don't think you know this stuff. I think you just have a general understanding and you're like, oh, the, really, the, the devil comes from the sky? And Shut up. <laughs> um, yeah, I also have this. Uh, Lex, stop making your weird little sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I do have a note later. It says, Lex, stop making sounds in general. Um, yeah, Zack Snyder loves a religious metaphor, does not know how to use them. Um... Because there's a lot of, he he shows, like, 
he's portraying Superman as a Jesus figure and just, you know, like in this movie, it said a lot. Uh, Superman is a God. He's not a God. He's just, he's just very powerful. There is a difference. Superman fails. Gods don't have weakness. Yeah. Superman fails a lot. Like the whole thing of, well, it's not the case in Man of Steel, but in the, um, the old Christopher Reeve, uh, Superman movies, Mm -hmm. it's there. Um, the death of John Kent is quite great because he has a heart attack and Superman can't save him. Like all that power, all that he like is a very powerful character, but he still can't save everyone. And that's comic book accurate, by the way. Yeah. That happens in Smallville as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the thing of like, like in this it's not even the case in this in this universe pa or pa can't dies from a hurricane that superman absolutely could have saved him from like he could have gone in there and like saved him and nobody would have known like he would have gotten away with it but pa Kent was like no better not risk it it's like risk it just it's fine um he's indestructible he's indestructible it's stupid but it's a thing it's a great lesson but for this there is no lesson for that and su- Superman is not a god. Um, <laughs> uh, Perry White is not good at journalism besides good titles. <laughs> yeah, I don't... They kind of, like, ruined him. <laughs> I don't think they ruined it, but it is... The, but it's a... F- uh, I looked at this character, and he's, like... He's going along with Lois, but I don't think that has anything to do with the story. I think he's just, like, mm, you're my best reporter, so it's kind of maybe a good idea to trust you. So he, like, lets her go along with everything she wants reluctantly. But then anything Clark said, like, he's waiting to go after Batman. And he's just like, no one wants to see Clark Kent take on the bat. I'm like, really? Because that sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was reading the newspaper, I'm like, man, this Clark Kent guy's going off on this dude. I like it. And But, he, but he's got good titles. And I think he got the job as editor solely on the good titles. In this movie, he says um, something along the lines of, has Metropolis um, lost the love affair with the man in the sky? That d- makes no sense because there shouldn't be a love affair. Everyone in this movie should in Metropolis should hate Superman because mm-hmm. he destroyed Metropolis. But that's a cool title. <laughs> so it works. And also, it's not like a, a real title, but as a joke, as to get a point across, he's like, Gotham, crime wave. Uh, water wet <laughs> and it's like i think you just got this job for your good titles <laughs> i don't think you i don't think you're a good journalist at all <laughs> no that's fair um oh, the, oh the jar of piss jar of piss we're gonna get onto the jar of piss for okay, a minute let's go do you remember the jar of piss no oh we'll get onto that um yeah lex stop making uh sounds in general this movie came too soon this movie, like, there's so much backstory for these characters that we never see. Like, with the, the like, I want to see more of the, I, why Civil War is a good example. These both, Civil War and Batman v Superman came out the same year. And there's a reason why one is successful and one is god-awful. <laughs> it's because they actually took time to elaborate time. their characters. When you, we talked about it a bit last week, but with Civil War... Even from Iron Man's side, I understand why he's making those decisions. He's trusting the government because he's going, I keep failing every time I put myself in charge of things. Maybe I shouldn't be in charge. And and then you understand Cap's point of view because he his whole— He just th- went through Hydra. He ju- <laughs> Last yeah, movie. he just went through Hydra, and he's kind of been going like, no, I don't trust the government. We shouldn't put it in the government's hands. And it's like you understand it from those— 
two's point of views because you also have history with those characters and it's like it works but with this all you you're getting everything in this movie for why they are fighting and it's just not enough there are so many things in this movie where like where i was watching it i was like i would have liked more elaboration on that i would have liked like something to be like built upon i would have liked to have known this version of bruce wayne for a while and kind of liked this character and go just be more interested in this character before i see this i felt like this just came too soon and it shouldn't have been a second movie in the universe the dceu always is just like let's slap it out there let's get get what we can but they do like one movie every like what two and a half five eight three years it's getting quicker now but at this point uh, when this movie came out yes it was it was three years between man of steel and batman v superman meanwhile the D- the mcu dropped like four movies well let's think uh, 2013 when man of steel came out that was um iron man three that was uh guardians of the galaxy mm-hmm. uh that was avengers age of ultron that was not thor 2 as well thor 2 that's right i forgot about that one because that was bad but it's fine it's bad but we, we um, it. but it's still like they released that there's there's more that i am forgetting right now that's just a- off the top of our head ant-man that was 2015 ant-man was one of my favorites it was good it's not even a thing about quality of these movies it's that they like got these movies out in the span that it took dc to bring out their second movie and it was like it took a while and it's still it's still taking a while it's and but yet it still was the case of we don't have enough backstory for these characters well and they also just threw wonder woman in there like here you go yeah just like here's a gift. i've got notes on wonder woman Which, they're actually mostly positive I'll say, I will. wonder woman was the best thing that came out of that movie in my opinion oh yeah i agree um Oh yeah, here's something. Somebody, someone in this. There's like a like weird little montage thing of um, interviewers on TV talking about Superman, mm-hmm. and one of them says maybe he's not a devil or Jesus character, and just someone trying to do a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Superman. That dude understands what Superman is, yet no one treats Superman like that. Not even Zack Snyder treats him like that. Like, he literally looked at this script and went, I'm going to put that in, but he didn't go, oh, yeah, that's that's how I should view Superman. Because they made Superman the villain of the story until Doomsday it's popped up. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I don't know if he's the villain. I kind of think Bruce is the villain more. I disagree. It feels more from Bruce's point of view, so he'd be the protagonist the protagonist but i feel like bruce is wrong because he's looking at clark as like he's a bad guy but he is wrong superman is a good guy but, but i'm he saying just zach snyder viewed maybe. it as superman was the bad guy i don't really get that sense but maybe um this was something that um i don't know if it's confirmed but i'm wondering is batman supposed to be a prophet like continue if it is this way, I actually think it's the good religious metaphor thing. But in this movie, like, Batman has the nightmare scenes mm-hmm. of the future. And he is visited by Flash, warning him about him being right and that, like, Lois is the key and stuff. And it's never specifically said, but I'm wondering if the religious metaphors are, like, if if it continues. I'm like, is Batman supposed to be the prophet in this scenario? And if so, I actually do like that. Because they didn't go, you're a prophet. Well, if if that is true, then he's not the prophet. He's the king, and Flash would have been the prophet. No. Because the king has the dreams. Not in religious situations. In in the Bible, though. No, the Bible, because the... 
No, because I was I was viewing it more as uh, the prophet is the one that kind of will foresee things, and I viewed Flash more as an angel that has come to talk to the prophet and like warn him about it. Okay, then yeah, I'd definitely say that. I thought you were referencing. Is well, it Joseph? I'm, is Joseph I'm, the story? I'm, refer- I'm re- just referencing prophets in general because okay. there's been a slew of prophets in the right. Bible. The dream prophet is Joseph, though. Yes, but I think that's just a special situation. Yeah, I think I just took a little too far, and that's on me. Uh, um, then, yes, I definitely think he's the prophet character yeah, of sorts. Okay, here's what it was that I was talking about. Nightmare scene would be much cooler if present Batman didn't kill. So that yeah. in the nightmare scene, you see uh, Bruce, it's like... It's an apocalypse, and he uses a gun, and he is killing people. He, like, snaps a dude's neck, and it's, like, and it's a cool visual, but you know how you can make it work? If it's, like, that's a potential future, and you show as, like, oh, Batman has crossed the line, and then you go to the present, but he hasn't crossed that line yet, and it's, like, maybe I need to reel back so I don't become that, but Mm -hmm. it's a little less, like, cool whenever it's, like, oh, he snaps a dude's neck, that's brutal, and then, like, the five minutes later, you see Batman drive the Batmobile through, like, three people, mm-hmm. just t- killing them. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so he's already crossed that line, and it's a little too late for that. Um, I, I think it would have been cooler to have that contrast for Batman. I completely agree. But it, th- but they baited into it because he was like, Batman would kill and if he was real. And it's like, but he's not real. Even if, even so if why he don't was you real, fantasize? I still don't think he'd kill. I th- I think it's perfectly fine. I think if you're, if you're, I don't like the Punisher. I think the Punisher is an, an interesting character. And I, I don't know a lot be, about him. I think he's uninteresting because he's just a dude with guns and he kills. It's like that could be anyone. Maybe that's why he appeals to a lot of people. But I feel like, um, for Batman, it's like it's interesting because despite every reason to be a killer he doesn't because he views it as wrong like that's more interesting um let's see i'd i would like to see more of a political conversation between bruce and alfred the um they have an argument where where bruce says that if there is even a one percent possibility that he is a threat then we have to take it as a hundred percent possible whatever (laughs) like he says that iconic line but in it um you can actually see alfred he views Superman as a good guy, and he's, like, trying to tell Bruce. It's like, don't attack him. He's good. You're wrong. And I was kind of like, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'd be down with just watching, like, a 10-minute video of them arguing about it. I'd be like, that, like, not in the movie, but as a YouTube thing. And I'm like, I'd like that. That'd be cool. Um, let's see. Batman really did kill all those people in the car chase. He killed, like, everyone but except two people. Or three, including the driver. <laughs> there's like there's a there's a truck that's um, exporting the kryptonite. Mm-hmm. There's like two cars that's following behind. He destroys those two cars with the people in. He like knocks one of them out of the way, and it's a situation where it's like, oh, maybe they're fine. Then he shoots a grappling hook from the Batmobile, and then drags it, that car they just went out of the way, where it's like, maybe they're okay, and drags them along, and he uses it to hit the other car, and there's a huge explosion. <laughs> and I went, okay, so now it's manslaughter. <laughs> like, you have killed them. And then he, for the, the truck, he, like, takes a detour, and he, like, just smashes through the truck. And it's and there and you can see there's like 
there's three people in the back of it and after he's done that there's two people in the back of it mm-hmm. and it's like oh so you've killed that dude cuz you ran through him <laughs> so you're a cold-blooded murderer <laughs> it's <sighs> i feel like oh. Zack Snyder really was just like what can make this movie look cool and then kind of ruined it's it it's the thing of it's kind of the michael bay thing of like he, I don't think they really look at the stories too much and they just kind of go on the visual. And my opinion on Zack Snyder is I think he should be a cinematographer. He'd be a go- he'd be an amazing cinematographer. The shots in this movie are gorgeous. God, they look good. Mm-hmm. But it's the thing of like th- sometimes they don't work with the story. You like it looks good, but you're too busy going like but wait, why is that? That doesn't make sense. And I don't know. I think he should just be a cinematographer and like just because he'd, he'd be better at it. Um, I can see. definitely agree with that. I'm talking most of this, and I hate to say that, but no, I'm, that I'm only so halfway okay. through my notes. Honestly, I'm really okay with you taking lead on this because I took kind of lead on the last one. There, so yeah, there's a whole thing in this movie. It's like a subplot of uh, Lois Lane like going on this investigative thing mm-hmm. about um, like did Superman kill those guys in the desert um be, and be with these bullets that i found and it's like n- no he didn't you know why because why the hell would he use bullets, bullets. <laughs> we don't need him to and like i, I remember understand telling they, my cousin that while watch i was like why would he use bullets he you literally we all know he ran someone through three buildings last movie <laughs> why are we worried about bullets i know and like i i do understand that like they they frame him for this and they do it by like using flamethrowers to make it look like laser vision like that works but it'd be more interesting if we, the audience, didn't see that. Like, we saw them shoot all those people. And so we're going like, yeah, we know Superman didn't kill these people with bullets. So why are we spending so much time mm. on it? Um, oh, God, that's a lot of piss. So <laughs> I can't believe you don't remember the jar of piss in this. It's so, been a few years, man. So uh, Lex Luthor. He is having a conversation with a congresswoman, mm-hmm. um, and she is Southern. She's from Kentucky. We are from Kentucky, by the way. We don't. I'm speak from Indiana, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> we don't speak like that. <laughs> no, no, we don't. Uh, she has, she has like a, a pretty thick accent. Maybe there are people that uh, talk like that. I don't know. I, it doesn't matter. But she has a Kentucky wisdom of saying, uh, "You can give me a jar of piss and call it Grandma's peach tea. It don't mean I'll drink it." You know, like. I don't even remember what the context of that is, but it's the thing of, it's something she says earlier. And then in the courtroom scene there, she's giving a speech about how Superman needs to take responsibility. And she is interrupted by looking over and seeing that there is a jar that is labeled granny's peach tea. And I have a lot of questions about that. One that's a lot of piss. There's so much that that thing is full and it's yellow. I feel it, like I vaguely remember this actually. Is it his piss? If so, he's really dehydrated. Two, did he get it from other people? Did he collect it? S- that still brings up the question why is it so dehydrated? <laughs> Three, is it piss at all? Like, that would make the most sense if it actually is peach tea, but it it's still just the way it's shown is like it's implied that that's piss because <laughs> that's the whole thing it's like it's called granny's peach tea but it's piss 
where did the piss come from? Maybe he just pees that much, man. It's the question. It's the question I have back to Suicide Squad. Of Jared Leto, um, on the set of Suicide Squad, sent used condoms to a bunch of the, his castmates. He did. He did because it was method acting, and he was getting into the role of the Joker. That's he disgusting. Sent, it's disgusting, but he, used, he sent used condoms, and I br- it brings up the question of like, is he saving used condoms to send to people? Because it's like he was on the he he had to have been on the set going like oh I need a, I need to be Joker and then it's just like oh I should send him used condoms and then it's just like hey um oh, I gotta <laughs> like afterwards it's just like hey I gotta save this and I gotta I gotta send it to my my fellow well, cast like, members what do you how do you even package like do you pour it out do you like <laughs> <laughs> like there's so many there's questions so many questions that are about involved. this and that I feel the used condoms are worse than the jar of piss because the jar 100%. of piss is fictional. <laughs> Used condoms. You like if if a, if a cast member sends you a used condom, you know he did other what things that was used on that on. set. He sent um to a table reading. He just had I think his assistant deliver a dead pig carcass and just put it on the table during a cast reading. Did we reading. learn nothing from Heath Ledger? Like, and he wasn't even a good Joker after all that. No, his, his Joker sucks. Um, <laughs> he did all of that and was still bad at it. Yep. Uh, that's a, di- a little bit of a divert. Um, even the spear I think is a Christ metaphor. The, like there's the kryptonite spear mm-hmm. in this and in the bible after jesus is uh uh i'm forgetting crucified the crucified is the word i was about yeah uh after he's crucified they take a spear and they um stab him in the side to see if water pours out because then that confirms that he's dead i don't know the science behind that but i do know that that's the reason they um hit the they stab him with the spear in the bible and I, then i watched it and i was like wait is the reason it's a spear instead of like a bullet or a ring because that's what they always use in the comics is it a spear because it's a christ metaphor as well maybe i again good on for not deliberately pointing that out but also i'm tired of the christ metaphors stop doing it it's not good um well even then if that's true then that makes then you are right and that does make batman the villain of the story yeah i feel it is um he has, uh, Zack Snyder has come out and he's like, he likes Superman because he likes that the adopted son storyline. Like, I believe his children are adopted, or some of them are, I don't know. Um, but then, uh, the Wonder Woman theme is still great. That theme is awesome. I, I quite love it. She was the best thing to come out of that movie. Quite? Yeah, really. <laughs> um, Genuinely. She's the only DC character they haven't completely ruined. In any way, to be honest. A lot of people it. don't like the last one. I thought it was fun. I haven't seen it yet, to be honest. It's fun. Fun's fun, bro. Yeah. Birds of Prey was fun, too. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, at one hour and 30, I went, oh, God, there's another hour. Uh, <laughs> they did literally, make that movie so gruelingly long. It's two, hour, it's two and a half hours long, and it was the thing of, I mean, it was also, I kind of had to go to bed, but I was like, there's another hour. I don't have the energy for this. So I, I stopped and I, I watched the rest the next day. Well, and a lot of it is just like sitting and watching people talk. They're not actually showing a Gotham story. They're just talking wave. about it. Water you know? wet. <laughs> and like, it just, it isn't good script writing, to yep. be honest. Like across the it board. It takes a long time for Batman versus Superman to, to happen. Actually, it happens, what, like the last 45 minutes of the movie? And then even then, it's half because you no, get Doomsday. No, I'd say it is about the last hour because it was right before um, I stopped that it, it happens, the fight happens. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, because my next note is, yes, Clark, get right up to the man you have to give vital info to and push him 20 feet away. <laughs> there's that There's that bit where it's just like they're really close to each other. Superman has to convey to Batman, like, my mother has been kidnapped. I need your help. Lex Luthor is behind it. And what does he do? He pushes him 20 feet away where he cannot possibly hear him. I remember thinking that fight was just dumb because it was just two people not communicating. Here's the problem with that fight. That fight can be solved with a post-it note. Yeah. This is, I believe, an actual theory where a lot of movies have where it's like the problem can be solved with a post-it note where on the fridge where you just give it like a short thing and it conveys the message. And that's the case in this. Like, not obviously a post-it note, but like it's so easy to get the information across. If he just said and it. That would end it. There'd be no fight. And then it would and but yet they but they had to have the fight. So it was like, well, I'm going to push you 20 feet and I'm just going to keep fighting you instead of like telling you why it is I'm here. Well, how do you feel about why they stopped fighting? Because personally, we'll get to it in a minute. No, I have a note that says go on Martha rant. (laughs) Um, This seems so personal to Bruce. Anytime uh, Batman has fought Superman in the comics, it's not that big of a deal. I'm actually fine with it being personal to him. But anytime in the comics, it's the thing of it's more of just like a thing he has to do in the moment. And it's like, okay, got to take down Clark. He's become a threat. Need to do it. Um, but in this, he's like saying, he's like calling him not a man and like, he's, he's personally threatening him and where it's just like, this is quite personal for Mm -hmm. him. It's quite strange. Um, it it was kind of off-putting, but it's, I mean, it is fine. I'm okay with it being quite personal to him. They've also like put in the work for that. Um, it takes Bruce so long to reload the kryptonite gas canister. Yes, it does. I remember that specifically. The second uh, gas canister, it takes him so long to reload. Superman is, I believe, still, he is back to full power, and he is so fast, and yet he he take, he lets Bruce take like 12 seconds to reload. That's so he can get shot in the face again <laughs> with this thing that he now knows can mm-hmm. hurt him. He is then just like, ah, well, you're going to let him do it while I slowly get up and then f- slowly fly across to attack him. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, oh yeah, I, I didn't even read it, but it says, and Clark lets him. I love um, that you not only thought it as talking about it, but you also had it written down to make sure you talked about it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I wrote a lot of this. Uh, so, Bruce, so Bruce has thought of Clark had... Um, okay so bruce has thought about if clark has parents there's a line in this where he goes i bet your parents taught you that you were here to save the world or something my parents taught me a different lesson that um like as they were dying in a gutter that to make the world make sense you have to make it or whatever um and i'm gonna get i'm gonna get right back to that in a second because they're like i have one more note and that's the go on martha rant um superman's not a god that's the note (laughs) very true okay go on martha rant so the point uh, i've heard the point of the martha thing of why they stop fighting is he says martha it's you know the same name Mm -hmm. as bruce's mom so then it it causes him to stop and then he realizes that he's talking about his mother clark's mother and then he's supposed to humanize um clark at that moment and go like he's not just an alien he's a man he's got a mother except so I'm, uh, yeah so i'm not going to kill him and i'm wrong in this situation except he he has thought about if he has parents he just said it so he has thought about that 
And also, Batman is the world's greatest detective. He, one, should have thought about if this dude had a secret identity, done the research, found out he's Clark Kent, and then gone, oh, he's got a mother. Her name is Martha. He should have already known her name is Martha. Then gone like, oh, he had a dad, John Kent. He's passed away. Oh, he actually, he was raised in Smallville, Kansas. He actually seems like a good guy. Oh, I'm not going to kill him. Or he did all that research and then went, I don't care. I'm going to kill him. So either way, that that situation is pointless. <laughs> either he should have already known about Martha, and so uh, the fight wouldn't have started in the first place, or he already knew about Martha and he doesn't care, so he would have he heard, save Martha, and then he's like, maybe I will. Stab. And like just kills him. Well, my thing with that is... It was a cool connection. I like that they were able to kind no. of. Okay. <laughs> it's not cool. It was it was the interesting connection, in my opinion, to like have that be like something that would maybe make them bond in some way, shape, or form. However, it was executed horribly. Um, I hated it. I hated how he was like Martha, what? And like take like that's so stupid. Why did you say that name? Exactly, and you're just like. Why, do you, why the fuck do you care? Your mom's dead. <laughs> what does that have yeah. to do with anything that's is, happening right is now? He, is he thinking in that moment that Clark is going, like, save your mother? And it's like, it makes, is she alive? It makes zero sense for it him makes to do that. no sense. And that's it's what, that's what bothers me. It's not even, like, a bad idea. It's just it makes zero sense for the entire plot of the whole movie. I think it is a bad idea. I think it is, like, kind of ridiculous to be like, hey, our moms have the same name. That's why we bought It's like that's kind of a... Okay, a lot of people have the name Martha. Mm-hmm. Are you guys going to start a Martha fan club? You can do that, but it's like, that's a weird thing. It's such a... I hate that. Like, people... that It's this, it's like the Zack Snyder fandom, like, that. I, I, that is their argument for this. It's like, oh, they, he's human. Don't you see? It's like, smart. He's no. humanized no, it's not. Superman. It's like, no, he should have already humanized him by his research because he's Batman. And he should That's do the research. the whole point of the character. He's a detective. There's really a series, and it's called Batman Detective. So far, <laughs> yeah, uh, his his first comic appearance is in Detective Comics. Um, but none of the da- Batman so far live action have been detectives. Besides Adam West, maybe? Which one was he? He was the 60s one that was all campy and weird. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Um, yes. I believe maybe Robert Pattinson is going to be a detective, and I'm excited for that. I, say, I do want to have a discussion about that once you're done with your list. I want him to not be a killer, same, for once. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, none of them are detectives, and they're all killers, and I'm frankly tired of it. Um, let's see. God, that suit looks good. Um, I don't know if at this point I'm talking about... I think I'm talking about the... Um, I don't know. I'm either talking about the regular one or the um, battle suit one. The, mm-hmm. I'll admit the battlesuit one looks like a Lego. That's why I don't like it. I still like it because it, it does look like it looks so much like the uh, Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, Returns uh, suit, which he uses to fight Superman. Even like he's got the spikes on the foot, which is like, ah, oh, that's so awesome. I love that. Um, but the but the regular suit, I, I like that suit a lot. I feel it's very uh, Jim Lee. I would have liked it if it was gray and blue. That would have been ulti- like the ultimate version for me. I like the gray and the blue suit, but I still I like the black and black and gray. I thought it looked good. I like the big bat symbol. I like how big he is. He's a big Batman, and he looks like he can do some damage instead of mm-hmm. like I know uh, Christian Bale put on 
uh, muscle for his role, but like in the suit, he's a pretty skinny Batman, and like it's not quite what I want. I can agree with that. Um, let's see. That warehouse fight is great. That Batman does. Yes. That was great. That was really cool. He definitely kills a few people in that, but I'll admit it looks great. I mean, he throws like a like a crate at a dude's head, yeah, and then does. there's a splatter of blood behind him. So I'm quite sure that dude is dead. And he blew up a guy with a grenade. He did do that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like he he's killed some people in that. But I'll admit, I'll give that a pass because it looks. Here's awesome. my thing. He has all this killing in Dawn of Justice. Mm-hmm. Yet he doesn't fucking kill Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad. He or saves Joker. her. Or Joker. Joker. He saves her, yeah. lets him escape. Yeah. Where was that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's the thing. That that does also raise up the point of, like, if you're killing, why haven't you killed all the, like, really, your rogues gallery that are huge threats? You've lost a Robin already. <laughs> like, why aren't you taking out the people? And it's confirmed. Harley Quinn is a part of killing that Robin. It's in the Suicide Squad thing. Where it's like she was a part of it, so why haven't you gone justice? We're just we're killing him. <laughs> but it it's it's I you could say that for the comics version mm-hmm. too, of like why don't you make an exception and make it those people? But I don't know. Um, let's see. Uh the devil will kill God question mark or a weird gross teenage mutant ninja turtle. <laughs> because that's what disgusting. Doomsday looks like in this movie, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. He looks like a slimy toad. It's weird and awful. Yeah, you know, he looks like Battle Toad. <laughs> I will say I like if I remember correctly, yeah. I like the cinematography <laughs> around that fight scene. Where it's like you're kind of just viewing it all around consistently. Yeah, I guess that's kind of cool. I didn't. It was cool. It wasn't like the best. I liked it. I didn't notice that too much. I just feel the design for that is awful, especially for, especially like the comic design of Doomsday. It's it's the very '90s and it's like extreme '90s, but it does work. And it's like it's very, oh, that's crazy. Uh, I hate the fact that like Wonder Woman cuts off the arm and then it becomes a, like a spear. I'm like. Why is yeah. why a spike thing? That, that doesn't make sense, but whatever. And Doomsday doesn't do that. I mean, he grows. He does grow spikes, but it's like the that you know, no new hand. Not in his arm. He grows it like on his arms, not as an arm. Yeah, it's it's like protrusions, not just like no, I don't need another hand. I'll just take a spike. <laughs> um, let's see. Bruce, Diana is with you. You've had a whole subplot with her. That is a comment on the line where he's like. Where Superman goes, is she with you? And Bruce goes, I thought she was with you. You've had a whole subplot you with her. She's yeah. with you, Bruce. You know who she is. You know she's Diana Prince. You know she's with you. As far as you know, because you have done research on her instead of Clark, you know Clark has no See, nothing this, to do with I her. This movie is just a really great example of bad screenwriting with an even worse director. Well, that line specifically, it's a trailer line. I remember that was in the trailer, and it was kind of because you didn't know the story it was kind of like i thought she was with you and it's like oh wonder woman's just come out of nowhere and it's and she's here to join the fight and it's but like she's not no, she she's had a subplot with bruce she's been here like this this whole time what are you talking about bruce <laughs> have you been hit in the head by doomsday <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i love that you're laughing so hard at your own <laughs> i don't know why that got me um Maybe give the spear to Wonder Woman. She's not weak to kryptonite, and I'm sure she knows how to use a spear. Yeah. She Actually? Is. She's using a sword and a shield. I know you don't know this, but she was trained in Greek mm-hmm. weapons, and I'm sure she knows how to use a spear. And she's not weak to kryptonite. Like, don't send Bruce in. He'll definitely get killed. But, like, Bruce, or Clark, 
I'm not doing so great in that situation. Just give it to Diana. Yeah. <laughs> she's actually, if you look at it, she's enjoying the fight. Like, there's a scene where she, like, she gets knocked down, smiles, and then gets back up ready to go. She's having mm-hmm. fun. <laughs> like, give her the speed. Well, and isn't, God, I really, I can't believe I'm asking this question. Isn't, whenever he kills Doomsday with the spear, isn't that when Superman dies? Yeah. Um, isn't, like, the whole thing? Not a spear. Not the spear or the spike thing in it on his arm or whatever. Doomsday does kill Superman in the comics. Mm-hmm. But the point of that story is Doomsday comes out of nowhere. He just destroys the Justice League. Like, I don't think he kills the Justice League, but it's a situation where none of them s- couldn't stand up to him. Mm-hmm. Like, Wonder Woman can't do anything. Green Lantern's getting his ass kicked. Flash isn't able to do anything, even though he's so fast, like... D- realistically uh doomsday shouldn't be able to touch him like he they all get their asses kicked by doomsday they none of them stand a chance maybe superman does and whenever he dies it's they both are beaten to death superman can be beaten to death it's just that his tolerance is higher than everyone mm-hmm. else's and it's just a fist fight until they are both beaten to death he they're not he's not stabbed or anything it's just doomsday killed him because he punched him hard enough Mm-hmm. and it's it's like i've heard the comic isn't great looking back on it but like that idea is cool but with this it's just such a like well i mean like i just said it's kind of underdone by the fact that like wonder woman seems to be doing fine mm-hmm. <laughs> like just let her handle it she seems to be doing fine um let's see uh maybe uh, i don't care if lex luther is bald he still doesn't look like lex luther um valid lex luther at one point after batman leave goes he says like something is coming i'm like lex who's coming who is coming you didn't make a deal with dark side in this version <laughs> i believe there is supposed to be a version where he like sees steppenwolf and he like knows that the apocalyptic stu- uh, creatures are coming to this world or whatever but in this version he doesn't know that well and in the comics does lex luther make doomsday because no. I thought it was like he was like a test tube baby uh, he, off he, after Superman. He uh, not after Superman. He, uh, Doomsday's I he was created on just a planet, and he was mm-hmm. supposed to be I think just like a perfect life form. So it was just a test of trial and error, and you kind of see it in this where it's the idea is they started with a test subject one. They sent him out into the wilderness on this really harsh planet. He's then killed. They then like bring him back and they bring him back to life and then they made it so he can't be killed the way he was killed first and it's just been like that over and over and over again until he reached a point where it was fine and he was able to do that himself mm-hmm. where he could like come back from the dead and just be like well I can't be beaten like this now or killed like this and and you see it a bit in this where it's like um if he you know if something is like the arm is cut off he grows it back and whenever he's like hit with a nuke it's like he regenerates and he get that's when he gets the appendages they're not great connections but th- i know that's what that's supposed to be mm-hmm. but um no they just had lex do it because they were like we need lex to do it and maybe this will make him more threatening but that's just bad screenwriting it's <laughs> such a awful why did he put a jolly rancher in that dude's mouth <laughs> he did he he was he just put a jolly rancher that i mean i know it's a power play it's a bad power play it's a weird one i would mm-hmm. if someone did that to me i'm punching them. i'm fighting them especially if it's this version of lex luther i'm like i can take you they made lex weird they didn't make him like yep. a mastermind and you know what i feel 
I don't know if this is intentional or not, but I feel like Zack Snyder goes, I'm going to make a character that everyone hates. Because in Justice League, both versions, Justice and Zack Snyder's, I hate Flash. I hate Ezra Miller's The Flash. Why? Because he's annoying. And I want to slap him. Because he's just, like, the in Justice League, it's the brunch thing, where it's just like, what is brunch? And it's like, shut up, you're a t- like 30-year-old man. You know what brunch is. Mm-hmm. And in uh, the Zack Snyder version, it's like, he's still weird like he's acting weird when he's trying to get a job and stuff and and he's just like still going he's rambling so much about certain things i'm like shut up you're annoying get out of here you're not flash you're supposed to be smart barry allen Mm -hmm. um last note i have on here is uh why did the dirt rise isn't that him coming back to life but he didn't come back to life himself he came back to life because the Justice League brought him back to life. I haven't seen the Justice League movie. That's fine. But in the movie, I'm going to spoil this. That's fine. It's like it's fine. In it, they take his body. It's dead. It is still dead. They take the body. They put him in the thing that um, they put that Lex put Zod in. Mm-hmm. So they put him in that. And then they used the mother box and electricity from the Flash. Maybe a picture of John Kent. I don't know. At like the exact moment to like, as the mother box hits the water to like, bring uh Clark back from the dead from the grave and whatever but it also but it still brings up the thing of like okay but why did the dirt rise in the last movie yeah then that insinuates yeah it, Th- that that's insinuates that, that he wasn't actually dead yeah and that he's just like he was really badly damaged and he's regenerating or something and well, it, not regenerating just like healing sure uh, same thing I feel yeah. but it's just the like why did the dirt rise <laughs> that's the I feel like he had a plan for it and then went Actually, but it's the same version in his Justice League too. I know that's what I'm saying. I feel like he just changed his mind, <sighs> which is just bad. I hate sex. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking a up. stand. Um, I mean, I don't hate him personally. Like, I I think I've said this to you. M Night Shyamalan and Michael Bay. I do hate. I hate all the things they make. Mm-hmm. I don't. And personally, I don't really like them. Like, what I can gain from their movies is I go, I don't think I would like them as people. Zack Snyder, I don't feel that way, but I do hate most of the things he makes. I'll say what I, I'll say this though: I did like um, his most recent zombie movie, Army of the Shut Dead. Say which one Army one? of the Dead. That was fun. Okay. It was good. I liked it. I haven't seen it. It was. I heard a good thing. I liked it. It's not great, but I was like, oh, it's fun. It's a zombie movie. Hey, that tiger's a zombie. I like it. <laughs> I do remember seeing that trailer, and I was like, wild. I, I thought it was fun, but it was still the thing of, like, nothing that he has done has made me go, that was a great movie. Even 300, which people praise, I'm just like, man, this is a lot of steroid-using men just fighting in the mud. <laughs> still haven't seen it. That's fine. It's not great. <laughs> Gladiator movies just look boring to me. I don't know why. They just do. I like war movies. I like I, still, I like war movies. I thought you said horror. I was like, no. you just I said you hated it. I hate horror movies. <laughs> yeah, I do um, too. But I like war movies. War movies can be interesting. Gladiator movies are boring to me. I'm okay with uh, Gladiator stuff, but I don't know. It was something about that where I was just kind of like, eh. That's all I have to say about this movie now. That's all the notes I have. What a awful movie that i don't want to think about again yeah i can't believe that you'd like it though i did like it um at the moment i don't like it but i feel like it's because you watched it and then you're like i hate it again no it maybe i'm tired of it i'm tired of it that's the thing i like like going off on it and going like man this movie is bad and i i have enjoyed this conversation but yeah i am tired of it i don't want to think about this movie for like a year
That's fair. Do you want to do um art movies next week? Can I switch it up a little bit? Yeah, we could do art movies next week. Okay. Um, you want to just say we each pick one? One. I mean, do you think we'll be able to talk about two in our in the one podcast? We can talk about them, just not go that deep into them. That's fair. Okay. Well, I'm picking Scott Pilgrim. Spoilers. Just gonna cover that right here, right now. We will be talking about Scott Pilgrim next week. Um, great, a movie I haven't seen and I want to. Oh, you have Okay, then I won't pick it because I can't talk about it. I have. To, I haven't seen Scott Pilgrim, and before You've you seen all, Baby Driver. Yeah, I've seen Baby Driver. Okay, then we can talk about that one. Baby I know you great. love Baby Driver. Yeah, that's amazing. The soundtrack. Oh. Chef kiss. Um, before people go like, how have you not seen Scott? I'm reading the comics first. Yeah, it's a good reason. He's doing it the right way. I'm reading the comics first, and then I'm gonna watch the movie. Um, movie's not as good as the comics, from what I've gathered. Interesting. Um, I quite like. Will, Edgar Wright, he's he's cool. I love Edgar Wright. Well, and the reason not to, and this is without spoiling, is the movie deals with all seven comic book villains ah, yeah, in yeah, one yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you don't actually get to see his growth. Because yeah, yeah, I mean, have you started effect. the first comic? Yeah, I've started it. He's dating Knives. Knives is fucking what is she like seventeen? If I remember correctly. Yeah, because she's a high schooler. Yeah, that's, that's gross. The it's like that's uh, gross. Scott Pilgrim is dating a high schooler. He comes a lot farther. By the end of the the comics, I from what Jamie, I've gathered, um, he did say like when he gave me the comics, he was just like, um, "The point is like he, everybody kind of has a different opinion on Scott Pilgrim. Is he like a good guy or a bad guy?" I think he becomes a good guy personally. Uh, That's I have my to opinion. It. Once you're done with one of them, hand it to me and let me read it. Okay, and, we'll, and I'll give it to Jamie because he said I can borrow them after. Yeah, you're done. Um, well, I know it is late, but can we just uh do like what it is we're kind of been watching reading lately? Yeah, that's fine. Um. God, what, have, what have I been watching? Um, oh, I started uh, the new Wonder Years. What is Wonder Years? Oh, you don't know what the Wonder Years are? No. Okay, so it was a show, I think, of like the is 80s, maybe Twins? 70s. No, it's the Wonder Years. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's about a family. Have you seen um, the Goldbergs? Oh, I know what it is. It's kind of like that type of thing. But the new one, and that the first one was based off a, a white family. Yes. And the new one is based off a family of color. And Rhodey from Marvel MCU <laughs> voices is the narrator oh, of, of the, of well, the 12 year old like a live kid. action sitcom? Yeah, it's like a little oh, sitcom. I mean, it's real light, really easy. It, I just watched like the first episode yesterday. It was cute. I enjoyed it. Cool. It has, it, it's set in 1968. So that, oh, that's fun. He's that a person of color. just do it modern day version. No, no, like, like it's, just, it's the same, as, it's the same ideology as the original. It's just now it's about a family of color. Cool. And it also has, um, have you seen Psych? Yes, I love Psych. It's Scott Duell Hill. Yes, him. I love him. He's he great. is the dad in that. Oh, in I the Wonder Gus. Years. I love that. I, I watched it. Yeah, I watched it because of him. <laughs> That's awesome. That's what made me want to watch oh, it. I was like, I like him, so I'll watch great. it. Um, I have been. I watched um, Star Wars Visions. Is that good? It was great. I loved it. They're like each episode is not very long. It's like 15, 20 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. Each one is kind of like a different animation style. Some are similar. So is it kind of like Love, Sex, and Robots? I don't know what that is. Oh, love death and robots. Don't know what that is. Oh, it's an anthology series on Netflix. It, it is. It is it. an anthology series, which I think is a great thing about it. Where because most of Star Wars is just the Skywalkers, mm-hmm. and it's like it's just the Skywalkers uh, feeling I'm problems affecting bo- the universe. I'm quite bored of that. But this is it's quite interesting. It does random stories. There's usually a twist in it where you're like, oh, and it's um it's quite fun, and I liked it, and um, it, it was just it was really nice. I it was. As I felt, as you go into it, it goes into the older style of mm-hmm. anime, and I quite like the older style. So it more. looked anime. Yeah, it's cause it's supposed to be um, seven different studios, nine unique uh, stories. 
So it's okay. it's a very interesting. Yeah, some of the animation style is similar, but most of them are different, and it's really good. I quite liked it. You should watch Love, Death, and Robots. You would love it. Each episode is like twenty minutes ish max. Wow, really? And the first season, I think, had like thirteen. I haven't seen. I don't know if I've actually watched the second season, but it was just released like over summer. Yeah. Um, and it's every episode is a different uh, animator. Mm-hmm. And it's a completely different story. Like they have absolutely nothing to do with each other, but it's either going to deal with love, death, or robots. Oh, cool! And it's just and this is it's an anthology. It's just fun. It's just fun. I was wondering. I'm like, that's a weird title. That's cool. I like that. No, and it gets pretty gory. So some episodes, and other episodes, it's like three robots just petting a cat and like figuring out what happened in a post-apocalyptic Wait, world. What? <laughs> exactly. Like you need to watch it. You can't say that without like elaborating. That's the whole plot. It's three robots looking at a, a post-apocalyptic world. No one exists and they find a cat. And then they go around basically f- figuring out like what humans did and try to understand them better. And one's like a vacuum. Oh, I think one I was like a What do you think I said? Three robots pegging a cat. Petting. Ah. That makes more sense. I heard pegging and I was not like, pegging. What? Like <laughs> no robots were pegging cats in this podcast. Okay. <laughs> um no no no. They were petting. Rub rub petting a cat. Okay then. <laughs> it's good though. I think you would really enjoy it. Okay. Um, Have you seen this week's episode of What If? Yes. It was okay. Yeah. It was lighthearted, which I felt like I needed. It was the only one with a happy ending until like the very, very end. Yeah, happy ending until the ending. <laughs> until like the actual ending. Uh, yeah. I but I enjoyed it. I was kind of I was kind of feeling the like, man, there's been a lot of death in the last few episodes <laughs> and a lot of uh, just grim stories, and I'm like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it too. Um, I felt like it was. I don't need to get into it, but um, no, I, I liked it. It was fun. I, yeah, I'm watching that. I'm behind on heels, which is what I was watching last mm-hmm. week. Um, I I'm listening to the uh, well, not new at this point. The um, the audiobook uh, of Matthew McConaughey, Green Lights. Mm. Um, he has a book. I'm listening to the audio book version of that, and um, it's fun. It's interesting, and. I know quite little about Matthew McConaughey, so I'm I'm looking forward to really getting into mm. that. I've been reading your comic. What is it? The Saga of the Owl Court? Court of Owls. Court of Owls. Um, I really like it. I didn't get too far in it. Um, I only got like 30 pages. Uh, but I'm very much enjoying it, and I've realized I'm going to become a comic book nerd now. Yes. Thanks to you. Oh, so I've thank already you. got one disciple, and I will add to more. And then you two will get your own disciples, and then I will have started a pyramid scheme of comic nerds. It's fantastic. Um, any comics you buy, I own though. Is the that's the deal of the pyramid scheme. That's what that what that's what makes it a scheme. <laughs> You know, so I'm I'm enjoying that. I'm kind of just seeing where that goes. Yeah, it's that's a great uh, story. I also let you hush, which I believe Brandon quickly went. I want that. Yeah, he's borrowed that, and then Jamie borrowed Daredevil. But out of um, the two Batman stories I gave you, I I, I quite enjoy Court of Owls more. So I'm I'm glad you're reading that. Mm-hmm. Well, and Jamie's gonna give me the Killing Joke. Oh yeah, that's a that's a Next. great one. He's like, it's a short one, but it's really it's, good. I believe mostly, like, it's set in a world that could be the modern, um, mm-hmm. well, not modern, but. Well, they made a movie yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, but they? it could be, like, the mainline universe, or it could just be a different universe. You don't really know. It's left ambiguous, mm-hmm. which I think is great. And that's it, it deals with what I feel is great about Joker, which is his, like, reasoning and kind of version can differ. It can be whatever, 
and that's why I like Heath Ledger's because Heath Ledger's isn't what I would call the comic version, but that's fine because that's kind of what the Joker is, is he can be different versions. Yeah, we will get into the Joker movie. We should definitely yeah, do that but soon. Anyways, I believe that is the end of the podcast. Um, we have got to get out of here. and But this is really fun. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so that is the second episode. And we will see you next week with the third. Um, and I'm excited about it. Yeah, <laughs> right. me too. Uh, I think hopefully next week I might have some news for you guys. Oh, I did have a bit of news I want to bring up. I'll do it next week. It's fine. Yeah, well, we'll wait. All right. See you guys. All right. See you next time.